Now we should be joined on the phone by Elaine Bradley, uh, who is the, I would say, brand new manager of Irish Seed Savers. Elaine, can you hear me clearly? I can, Tom. Hi. You're very welcome to Scarf and in particular to uh, Sartre Chronicle here on Scarf Bay Community Radio. So uh, are you setting into your new job? I absolutely am. I've been made very welcome and uh, I'm almost surprised at how at home I feel in East Clare because it's part of the country I didn't know particularly well. Um, so yes, settling in, I've been made very welcome by everybody and really enjoying it. And we're kind of curious creatures here in East Clare. Will you tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, please, Elaine? Okay, well, I'm from Wicklow. Um, I've spent most of my life in Bray, but in the last few years I moved out further down the country um, to a little, uh, two acres of land with a little stream and a woodland and started growing. Um, so Kilmacurra in Wicklow is where I live. Um, and... I suppose my background, I would have studied permaculture in the 80s, but I really got more involved in working with people and started out working with people with intellectual disabilities, working um, to support them in their rights and entitlements. And from that, I went on from that to working with Focus Ireland, Sister Stan's organisation, most people would be familiar with her. And I went over there to coordinate the volunteer program and ended up as the coordinator for staff training and development. And then from that, I went on to the homeless agency. I was head-hunted and became head of training and development um, for the homeless services sector in Dublin. Um, So a lot of my work has been really in the area of inclusion, um, the, the, the inclusion of people, um, who've been marginalised from society, I suppose, would be one part of it, um, working in human rights. But my particular discipline... Oh, sorry, I'll answer that again. I thought that's right. Sure, yeah. Okay, so where will I pick it up from? Just... See your particular discipline or whatever you use it, yeah. Yeah. Um, my particular discipline, I started out, um, I did an undergrad in training and education in NUI Galway. Um, but then I moved on from that to um, business, and in particular, organizational behavior. I did a master's in Trinity in organizational behavior. I was very interested in the structures um, of organizations. And I suppose while it might seem very disconnected with the path, my, my career path, when I talk about people who've been marginalized from society, that also often marginalized in organizations as well, And I was very interested in looking at the structures of organizations and how we build more inclusive organizations um, that can work for justice. So most of my professional career, I've worked in the not-for-profit sector. And you've been working with people, so you're now working with, (laughs) I suppose, moving away from people to managing seeds, which is a new challenge for you. Well, well, I wouldn't say I manage the seeds now, I I manage the people who manage the seeds, so that's a little bit easier um, for me, but I am learning a lot. And in fairness to myself, um, I've always been involved in in growing, albeit on a small scale. Like I said, I studied permaculture, um, and I kept pigs for a while, and I worked as a permaculture designer, planting 
um, trees and getting involved and putting in a reed bed system um, and, and things like that. So um, I've always had an interest, and I've since I was a child, since I was about eight, I've always had a garden of my own. So gardening and being out in nature is my, my go-to for, I find it very soothing and um, very good for my head. So the work at Seed Saver is the combination of doing the work I know and understand, organizations and working with people um, on the one hand and working for a cause that I really passionately believe in because obviously Seed Savers is working for conservation. It's working around food sovereignty, seed sovereignty, um, all of those good things. It's very important to me to, to put my efforts in an area that I really believe in. So I'm really happy about that. And do you, I just wonder, Elaine, I've, I've heard of a programme in the UK called Thrive, which I understand is about helping people who are experiencing mental illness, for instance, to recover through using gardening as a, as a way of doing that. And I'm just wondering if you have any plans to, by the way of inclusion, for example, to promote something like that at Seed Savers. Absolutely. That's absolutely one of the, the things that's on the radar for us. Um, I suppose not just myself, but the, other, the rest of the team at Seed Savers. Sure. We're yeah. conscious that we're seen as something as sort of exotic creatures doing <laughs> something, you know, out at the back of Scarif there. And it's very important to involve the local community at every level. And there's two parts to it. Firstly, you know, gardening and being in nature is really therapeutic. If anybody yes. is involved in that, you know, they'll tell you how, as I said, it's great for your, your sort of head mm-hmm. space. On the one hand, on the other hand, volunteering is really important and it's been proven that there's therapeutic benefits. You know, it gets us out and gets us engaged with, with one another to be giving back something, you know, to, to be working for a cause outside of ourselves and the particular particularities of our own lives, connecting with others. These are all really positive things. So mm-hmm. when we put together volunteering and we put together gardening, I mean, it really is really important. And as you say, inclusion from from my point of view, the work that's done in Seed Savers is really vitally important, um, not just, you know, locally in Scarif and in Clare, but it's really vitally important nationally at this point of t- in time and globally as well, because, you know, Seed Savers has been doing biodiversity before people even knew there was such a word. Yes. Um, yeah. It's at the heart of what Seed Savers have been doing for the last 30 years. And just going back to your question about involving people, you know, the times we're living in can be very stressful for a lot of people. And um, we're seeing things on the television about the environment and you can be filled with a sense of hopelessness and, you know, that yeah. there's nothing really you can do. And I think the, the antidote to that really is to get involved, to get active and to do the little bits we can do. And if right. it's get out and make a garden, plant trees, you know, build habitats for wildlife, help conserve our natural environment. These are all really powerful things we can be doing. And I think it's very healing. 
you know, not just for the places we're living, but it's healing for us as individuals, it's healing for our hearts, and it's also healing in that it empowers us and it lets us know that we can make a difference, even no matter how small it is, you know. Well, I know that Seed Savers has been involved in a project where it's been reaching out to other um, community associations in, across the country. I think there's about 10 projects that Seed Savers became involved with last year. And I know from even where I live myself in Killaloo, there's been a huge increase in interest in the community garden there. So I'm thinking that you know, one of the great things could be furthering that project to include more community-based gardens and you know workshops to encourage them and help them to grow plants and seeds which are native to our own environment and part of our heritage. Just mentioning that, by the way, because, of course, I understand that Irish Seed Savers has a project involved in this National Heritage Week, which we're celebrating starting today. Could you tell us a bit about the National Heritage Project? Oh, gosh, you stumped me. Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) It's just that... (laughs) Congella mentioned. We've a few projects on, and yeah. I'm not sure which one is the heritage. We I have. know, yeah. It's the one with Ted Cook, isn't it? But I haven't got it. I don't have the details in front of well, me. Don't so worry don't about mind. it. Don't I worry about it. We won't. That. We won't go there. <laughs> That's fine. Can I go back to the the, the idea of the community gardens? I yes. Yes. Please do. Yeah. Do you want to answer? Do you want to ask the yes, question again? Yes, I'll ask you the question again, maybe in a less roundabout way. Um, uh, you know. Uh, Through COVID, as you're saying uh, yourself, Elaine, one of the things that people have really shown interest in is gardening. And I know that where I live in Killaloo, there's been a huge increase in interest in the community garden there. And so I'm wondering about the project, which I know Seed Savers has had over the past while, where they've been involved with other, um, I suppose, growing associations or community associations, for want of a better description, about 10 of them, nationwide and I'm wondering you know what's the possibility that you see going forward for more of that you know linking up with say community gardens in areas close to you there in Scariff yeah that's a really good question you're right we were involved in promoting and supporting a number of community garden initiatives around the country before COVID it was meant to be in person that we were going out and meeting groups and supporting them. But what happened with, you know, as with many people Mm. and organisations during lockdown, we had to go online and do stuff online. So there was, um, I suppose, mentoring projects set up Mm -hmm. and a number of resources created online um, and a forum where we could meet with the various community gardeners and they could ask questions and tell us about their experiences and get expert help from our staff about specific issues that they were facing. Now, just to say the community gardens, really what we're talking about is food crops as well, and I should have said that when I was answering the last question about growing, because the other thing that's empowering is to grow your own food and to know the source of it, where it comes from, to know that you're not doing any harm in the process as you're deploying and you're you're growing a food. So uh, the community gardens we've been working with are growing food, um, and they're taking our open pollinated seed and growing it on into food crops for themselves. So we've been supporting a number of um, groups around the country. And what we're finding, um, and I think it's a trend that began or it was accelerated during the lockdown, 
but we don't see it slowing up or going away even after the lockdown eases if people have started getting out into the garden and rediscovering you know growing vegetables um there's huge potential in that and i think again it's 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 really powerful. It's it's a joyful thing to do. It can be frustrating as well. I know from my experience when I planted rows of lettuce and I come out in the, the morning and the, the slugs have had a, a feast. Oh, them, yeah. You know, these, these are the setbacks. But then um, we're definitely looking at what how we can take our experiences of the last 12 months and supporting community gardens and pushing it out on a national basis and supporting, um, I suppose, the spread, promoting the spread of community gardens. We have a huge amount of expertise within the organisation and what we've done through um, working with online platforms is we've made, you know, what, what we're doing in Scarif really accessible to people across the country. And as I said, there's sort of a questions and answers sessions. It's almost like um, the programme on... BBC Radio 4 Gardeners Question Time where oh, yes. people, you know, mm-hmm. bring in with their, their questions so there's a panel and they answer questions. Well, we've done something very similar where the community gardeners can speak to our experts and find out why something hasn't worked as well as they'd have hoped or, you know, why it's exceeded their expectations. So, um, so we're looking to see how we can push that out far more widely and, and support the growth of community gardens throughout the country. Well, that sounds terrific and wonderful for uh, community gardens to be able to get uh, hold of that resource. Um, and even though it's online and always great to have the in-person contact, um, one of the things about online is the accessibility that it confers on, on projects. Um, so, you know, that's superb to know that that's sort of banked up, if you like, for maybe for future use. So thank you for that. Um, yes, you're welcome. Elaine, could you uh, outline some of the projects that are ongoing, let's say, in the next uh, month or so there in Irish Seed Savers uh, that the members of the public can take part in, whether it is online or in face-to-face? Yeah. I suppose, well, firstly, if I start by saying we're looking to expand our volunteer programme and we're identifying currently opportunities for volunteers um, in our work. Now, I forgot to say when I was giving you my resume at the beginning that I used to be the Chief Executive Officer of Volunteering Ireland back in the day at Michael Volunteer Ireland. Um, so I'm very committed to involving volunteers in, in our work, but also know that volunteers are not about replacing paid staff. So it you yes, know, would be yes. very clear yeah. that we need to develop roles where people can get involved that uh, get something back for themselves and um, we're not exploiting people or getting them to do the work that really should be done by paid staff so that's the first thing to say so at the moment we're looking um, across the organisation to see you know what can be done and one of the things one of the ideas is um, to invite community gardening groups into our, onto our site at Caparo and get involved in a community garden group on our site but what we could do then is take the learning and the expertise and support their work, their gardening, and go back out into the community in Scarif and look, identify some spots, you know, around the place where we can work on some gardening projects and programs. And there's all sorts of possibilities, whether it's edible gardening, whether it's 
food forests, you know, we there's um, the Riverside Park, there's apple trees are already planted, but there's a lot more we could do there. Um, I'm very interested in, in planting for, for um, birds as well. And while we're about growing food crops in our on our site in Caparon, um, we also farm or garden for wildlife because when you're trying to grow your food, if I just go back to my example of the slugs eating my lettuce, <laughs> you know, if you've got habitat for hedgehogs, they're going to eat your slugs, at least keep them in check. So yeah. it's about everything in balance. So we want we want wildlife, we need the insects, we need the pollinators, and even slugs have their role in the whole scheme of things, breaking breaking down, you know, the waste and, and what have you. But we're looking for balance, so we're looking to create habitats. And then birds, of course, as well. So we need um, food forests for birds. Crab apples are a great example of that. Um, so we're looking to find, to work with community in Scarif, gardening a gardening group, who could come in and work with us, where we could upskill them, and then go out and identify projects in the local community we can work on together. Um, we're interested in a herb garden up on, um, up on our site, and we're talking about things like gardens for herbal teas, so planting planting things that we can make herbal teas out of. We have um, a couple of resident herbalists um, who, are very, who know all their the herbal plants and you know could teach others how to make teas to grow and for that so that's an example um then we have very specific events we have workshops now since i suppose since the lockdown ended and we had our first workshop in july and we, we, we sold out in a couple of days and really it wasn't one it was a weekend of workshops and they were sold out in a couple of days and the same in august we had a hundred people on campus um, over two days, we've set up almost like hedge schools, so outdoor classroom situation, so we can observe social distancing because obviously that is a challenge as well. Um, but there is more coming up. There is a workshop in the end of August, and then we have more coming up in September, and then there will be more released online. So if anyone's interested in coming to any of our workshops, just check the website, keep looking, and um, they will be put up um, as, as they become available. And then we have a number of events for Heritage Week. I know that there's, there's a walk and talk with Ted Cook that's been organised by our orchard curator, Jeremy Trumpson. We have um, apple tasting events coming up as well. So everything will be up on our website if anybody's interested to see what's happening. And we really would encourage people to come out and visit us. And then we're open to the public most days. Um, there's, there's, we, we charge a nominal fee for people visiting the site, but they can walk around the site and have a look and see what's going on there. Um, sometimes we're able to give guided tours as well, especially to groups who are interested in coming out. Um, and we've we've hosted a number of groups lately. We had the Farming um, for Nature group came out to us. Um, they actually made us one of their ambassadors for the month of June. We did the, the junior minister for Pitt. Pippa Hattis, um, junior minister in the Department of Agriculture, came out and visited us and told us she's coming back with her children. So, um, Caparo and Seed Service is a really be- beautiful place to visit as well, good for getting ideas. We have very expert staff who are, you know, very open to being asked questions as well and will give advice if they can. 
And I see you have a beginner's beekeeping um, day. Is it Saturday, 25th of September as well? Anyone that's interested in that's beekeeping? That's right. Yeah. Cider making, yeah, composting, <laughs> green manures, <laughs> um, creating an orchard. Sizing. Yeah. Yes, I think. Yes. Already. Yes. Yeah. That's an old art. Is it coming back again? And then there's foraging and mushroom gathering later. I think it's in, I'm not sure if it's September or October. I don't have any I see it is here, Sunday um, the 26th of September. Yeah. Yeah. So there's, there's a lot going on. And as I said, there will be more later in the year as well. I myself, um, my introduction to seed savers was um, doing the orchard course a couple of years ago, orchard management, so planting an orchard and pruning. I came up in November and just I was absolutely blown away by, you know, what a beautiful place it was and just <laughs> learning the skills and having such, um, I suppose, expert help as well. So I'm feeling quite confident and also feeling that I could... Um, I could ring up and ask if I needed help with my plans to to create an orchard of my own place. Yeah, that's a, a brilliant, uh, I suppose, taste of what seed savers do. And uh, we'd like to thank you for taking the time to talk to us here on Scarif Bay Radio. And we wish you and your team all the best in the future, uh, Elaine. Lots to look forward to, Elaine. Thank you so much for talking to us today. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Okay, do you know we've just gone over 21 minutes on that now, but I'll have to edit out that little bit, but it'll run to the biggest part of 20 minutes anyway, you know? So, yeah. Mm. Yeah, I hope it's all right. It's ah, that would be great. Yeah. <laughs> and the programme program 